0: They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather.
1: Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to Mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Mine, I was... Swinging around, no pain
0: (laughs) No pain, and Tacovas is western to their core They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe western staples Like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans Performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it They'll get you outfitted They believe in western for all And you can feel that when you go into their stores When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac It seemed like they were being greeted like family You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots but if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. You will
2: They hey. want to know.
3: Hey. Mia. Hey. Mia. Come on. Hey.
0: famous welcome to who weekly the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't i'm bobby finger
3: i'm lindsey
1: weber
0: and this is the jc love talking about her theory for how i haven't heard from her in a while um, the earth was populated with humans
2: oh that's what she's up to this one i'm buying life came from outer space yeah baby i am telling you now Get me up in space because I believe there is so much going on up there. So life came from outer space. Did the right particles get placed on Earth? This is what I believe. Mm. Maybe life on Earth is an alien experiment. Yes, this is what I believe. Do you think we could be more connected with the outer space than we think? Hallelujah. Yes, This is a theory that I believe. I am connected to the aliens.
1: Get me up in space. Get me
0: up in space. This episode of Gemma Collins podcast is called Alien Tea Party because she also, I mean, that's later on in the episode. Just, you can listen to the (laughs) full thing. She goes into like what they would eat if the aliens came down.
2: I believe in my lifetime, we will be walking on this earth with aliens. I'm going to have an alien tea party. What would they eat? I'm going to get them in an afternoon. <laughs> Lucas, what, what would an alien, an alien eat? An alien well, I've got to alien. food. Would you like a cream tea and a scone? Yeah, That's scone. That's going to go down. Scone. Um, let's not get the scone and the scone. Love to have an alien tea party. I wouldn't be scared. I'd hug them and kiss them and run them a bath. What, they could have a sleepover slimy. with me. I don't care if they're slimy. I'll embrace the slime.
1: Another sad document. Sorry to... Move on, but I really don't want to promote Gemma's uh, better podcast and our podcast any longer <laughs> than we have to. So I feel like it's just not something that we should be doing business wise. Not smart. Uh, another sad document of our time also was posted this week that I wanted to read to you. It was posted by um, the Twitter account Skyfira Updates.
0: Um, oh no! I you know, hate a this. A Stan,
1: tweet. a Stan account dedicated to tweeting about the one and only Skyfira. Let me read you this statement. As I set up this account at 17 years old, never did I think at 21 years old I'd still have no Sky Fiera album to update. It's getting harder and harder to continue with this account. With the memes and jokes aside, there hasn't been any content to update for many, many months now. This is no shade towards Sky. Her circumstances are her circumstances, not mine. I will always respect her and the choices she makes. This is not a me issue. Oh, this is a me issue. This has been I'm nothing's
0: s- ever been more of a you issue.
1: <laughs> this is a me issue. I'm starting to grow past the stan Twitter fiasco we all live in. There are so many great people I have met through this app. You guys have made it a pleasure. I will hold on a little longer, but my patience runs thin. Hopefully we get some news soon. With time comes less enjoyment. Sky Fear updates. Sky F updates. At Sky F to updates.
0: I'm kind of annoyed that you read that because as the person who wrote it, I feel like I should have been the one to read it, but I I'm so I sorry. It's
1: okay. I didn't know you were 21 years old. The kind of essence of this note, I feel like there's so much here, not just like this specific instance, but it's like Stan Twitter becoming more and more of like a toxic place to be. And the question that is finally kind of answered, what happens? I mean, it's been answered before people just stop posting, but what happens when your fave stops giving you content to update your Mm -hmm. stand twitter with right i mean sky the memes that this person is talking about are the memes that like sky fair's album will never come out and like they were funny and then they became sad and then she released a single and then it was like where's the album and then like literally covid 19 happened and we forgot about (laughs) sky fear honestly i did right i did and the thing is is like this account is probably speculating even more than I'm speculating, like, what's going on with Sky? It could be, like, a number of things. Or just, like, maybe Sky is not meant to be putting out music right now or in the near future. But a Stan account, if that's your job, is to look out for that. It, it gets exhausting.
0: Like At some point, Anna de Armas and Ben Affleck are going to stop going outside, and we don't know what to Defund the Police updates is going to do with themselves I after know. that. I
1: know. It's true. Right now is, like, their peak time. and Yeah. Uh, and after that after after the other celebrities quote unquote come back we're going to have to pull away attention from banana
0: it's sad i feel i feel for this stan account i sort of feel for any young person like this 21 year old who feels an obligation to even release a statement like this yeah <laughs> but like that makes me sadder i think than the plight that they as a sky ferrara stan are going through without a sky ferrara album i like, just want
1: to say to them you can quit you don't have to do this. No one, don't worry about it. I know it's hard. It sounds harder than it. I know it's hard. I than want
0: it. a Sky album so badly. I get it. But you don't owe your followers anything. You don't. No. For your own well-being, just like move on.
1: Just like Sky doesn't, you don't.
0: <laughs> and you know what? Nighttime My Time already exists. Just listen to that. It's Right. It's a perfect It's still good. Of- it's a perfect it album, recently.
1: a perfect piece of art. So you can just go and enjoy that. You do not need to be responsible for the direction of Sky's career in life as a Stan account. I think that's the pressure of mm-hmm. the Stan account. And I think it's fun until it's not. So we're just telling you that you can, you can quit. It's okay.
0: But to quote Skye, everything is embarrassing right now. So. You are listening to Who's There, our weekly call-in show, where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-who-them. Let's just get right into comments.
4: Hi, Bobby and Lindsay. Um, Just had to pause the podcast and call in because I needed to weigh in on this BET in-memoriam mix-up. Willie Brown is not just any politician. Uh, He's a very big deal in California. He was the first black mayor of San Francisco, and he was the speaker of the California Assembly for more than a decade. So he was an extremely powerful guy for decades in California, you know, iconic guy, has a bridge named after him in the Bay Area. And um I'm surprised they thought he was dead because he just reinserted himself into the national news cycle last year when kamala harris was running for president and he felt the need to write a op-ed about how he had once dated her um so yeah uh, he's very much alive and when he does die it will be a very big deal um but yeah the producer producers definitely fucked up on that one all right good for bella Thorn. crunch crunch
1: yeah, this makes it even more like it makes it even worse egregious because <laughs> somebody at the b e t awards didn't recognize like this is a very important politician who's mm-hmm. not dead, but who's recognizable enough where you would be like, hmm, I feel like, that guy is not dead you know he's 86 Mm -hmm. years old he did all the things that caller said which is incredible but also appeared in the princess diaries and the godfather part three and george (laughs) of the jungle i don't know what he was in those movies but his wikipedia claims that he was in them and i think that's incredible
0: I have a feeling that the movie just was filmed in San Francisco. So, like, when they take him out of the jungle, he's in San Francisco. Okay,
1: you can make assumptions, but I just want to know the truth.
0: Because he's playing the mayor of San Francisco in it. So, why else would they be in San Francisco?
1: Yes, he's in the movie because uh, he's the mayor. And there's a scene that takes place at the Filoli House and Gardens or something. And he's there. There's a party and he's there.
0: Okay. I'm going to find that clip and I'm going to put the audio here.
5: Oh, it is always such a pleasure to see you, Mr. Mayor.
0: And, you know, it's so nice to get away
6: from City Hall mm. and be around some normal people for a change.
7: Well, perfectly normal, I assure you. There's some pate, Mr. Mayor.
6: You know, I never touch that
0: stuff hi this is future bobby i'm not quite sure why mayor willie brown turns down holland taylor's offer of pate in this scene from george of the jungle but i don't really feel like watching the rest of the movie to provide a context just know it's very bizarre
8: hi the weekly this is one of your attorney listeners calling in um about the rebecca borty story i have to preface this call by telling you that i'm obviously an american attorney and not a british attorney And this knowledge is coming from the good wife and not actual legal knowledge. But defamation, as far as the good wife taught me, in Britain, the burden shifts onto the defendant to prove that their statement is true. Whereas in the U.S., if Rebecca Vardy brought her suit against Colleen Rooney, she would have to prove that Colleen Rooney's statement was false. In the U.K., Colleen Rooney would have to prove that her allegedly defamatory statement against Rebecca Vardy was actually true. So, Bobby, I think you're pretty much right. Um, If Colleen has the receipts here uh, and said that it was Rebecca Vardy's account that saw these stories, Rebecca Vardy is probably bringing the suit to, you know, drag it out, make Colleen spend money, and... If the British legal system is anything like the American legal system, they'll probably settle out of court because it just takes more money and time to fight these things out through trial than it does to settle it. I don't know if that's right. I'm hoping that Juliana Margulies didn't do me wrong. Um, but yeah, that's my contribution. Thanks. Crunch Crunch.
0: Here's another call from an attorney who kind of explains the weird results that could come out of this which are intriguing to me so it's like it might not even be a monetary thing you can actually just get people to take the post down and that can be the end of it So, like this is interesting
7: wait hi you weekly uh i called early about claire 40 but what i really wanted to talk about was rebecca vardy and kathy i'm a lawyer i don't practice first amendment law but i did a lot of scholarship on first amendment law in law school including defamation this case is an English court, and as you guys have talked about, defamation law is more favorable compared to American defamation law, which is very pro-speech, very pro-defendant. It's very difficult to prove that a defam- defamatory statement was made, but in England, it's a little bit easier to prove. So I think Rebecca will argue, first of all, that Cassie's Instagram post was a false statement that caused Rebecca serious harm, and including financial damages. Um, but I think Cassie has a number of defenses that, that just aren't, uh, present in America modern, actually quite powerful. One of which is Cassie will probably argue that her Instagram post was true, that Rebecca was leaking stories about her to the press. The other defense that Cassie will likely argue is that she just made an opinion that Cassie posted her Instagram post, and it was it was her opinion based on her sleuthing skills that um, Rebecca uh, was leaking stories about her to the press. If you think about that, like, that is crazy. Like, that's just not present in American law. Like, if you, if a defendant is like, oh, I just thought it was an opinion, therefore I, get, I can get scot-free is, like, kind of crazy to me. And so some of the remedies that are available to Rebecca, um, which, again, are just not present in american law one of which is that the court can make rebecca remove the statement oh i'm sorry cassie which is still up by the way the court can also make cassie apologize if rebecca prevails in her case and issue a correction um saying that her post is not true which is uh, huge like this is this again this is not present in american defamation law I I'm, I'm not a litigator and I don't know how liti- how it works in England but I but in America defamation litigation is extremely expensive and so I suspect that Rebecca can prove that she suffered a lot of harm because of Cassie's Instagram post and so a, a court is likely to award her a lot of damages if she prevails in her case and so as a lawyer that's a lot of money in your bank I mean you spend a lot of time litigating these cases, that's um, a lot of billing. So I suspect that's why this lawyer took this case, but also I'm sure Rebecca has tons of cash. Anyway, good forms, Bella Ford, thanks for listening to me rant about defamation law. I actually find it super fascinating and did a lot of study it a lot in law school, so really happy to chat.
0: I think the caller here was accidentally saying Cassie when they met Colleen, but I'm sure you figured it out. Anyway, thank you so much to the lawyers and American law lawyers students. who knew about British law and law students and people who were like, Well, I watched the good wife. Um, no, she she <laughs> was a she was an actual attorney. But it's interesting that even when people know the law in Britain, like defamation as a concept is so wild and it's nebulous. It's
1: so different there though. That's the thing. Like, it's a totally different context of thinking defamation Mm -hmm. there. You could get fucked over in so many more ways Mm -hmm. in England for defaming somebody like in the press or whatever than here.
0: But I like that a lot of the lawyers are like, the lawsuit in and of itself is the revenge, where it's like she will have to spend money defending herself or trying to, the burden of proof is on there.
1: I think that she wouldn't have posted this unless she had the solid evidence because she's aware of libel law and defamation law in Mm -hmm the place that she lives in. Mm -hmm. She seems like she knew that. This wasn't just off the cuff. This was like a process of, quote unquote, investigation or whatever.
0: But it's also interesting that one caller who was like, the courts can also just make her straight up apologize. And they don't allow you to do that in America. That's not like a remedy that they offer here. But in right. Britain, like you can be like, delete the post and apologize. Fascinating.
9: What's going to happen? We'll follow this case.
1: Obviously. We'll follow
0: this
9: case. Hey, um, black woman here who also like is kind of a part of activist spaces. So I thought I'd call her and go the non-indical thing to add in some color. Um, I think beyond this very moment, the thing about J. Cole and his music, he's one of those like, and his followers, they're like those, in air quotes, woke people who often have a misogynistic tendency. And so I think for the longest time, a lot of black women and black feminists and black women I said, I know, have definitely struggled with J. Cole. Um, Another thing you should also know about No Name is that a couple, I don't know, sometime last year she tweeted about capitalism. And people essentially dragged her, but, like, held her accountable. And so she started reading. She decided, you know, right now I think she identified as a communist. And she started a book club so that people could also go on a journey with her to discover and diverting from capitalism. So I think when this boiled down, like, No Name is not only using her platform to tweet, she literally created a syllabus there is a book club that you can go to and read and get, like, educated so that you don't have to go on a song and be like, change your tone. Like, she has given you – so I think that made people angry and the way, like, a lot of gender dynamics within the Black community also came up. And also J. Cole's history of, like, homophobia and transphobia. It's just, like, I think there are a lot of people who are legitimately angry at J. Cole that, like, you just have to be in the right Twitter streets to, like, see what they're saying. Um, so just wanted to share that at the context. All right. Bye. Um, Scard yummy pop. <laughs> so Can't forget you, can go,
1: yummy Bob. you can go to it's just so jarring to hear it after that like very thoughtful response you go to nonamebooks.com to join no name's book club in July they're reading Captive Genders Trans Embodiment in the Prison Industrial Complex and Are Prisons Obsolete by Angela Davis uh, you're right that maybe some of this I'm going to say quote unquote excitement about the kind of argument between the two of them came out because people were already pissed at J. Cole and they just want a reason to go for him because they're like annoyed with him overall for all of his stuff that he does you know and she became Mm -hmm. the face of the person who was like standing up to him in a way and maybe that she realized that and it became like a lot of pressure and that's why she kind of ended up backing down because she's like I don't want to be this type of of artist and I don't want to be this type of public figure right
0: yeah Well, yeah, and it's just like, and it's like the caller said, it was like he had issues, like a lot of black women had issues with him and have had issues with him for a long time. And so it makes sense that this black woman would come to represent all of those issues. Like they would all be distilled like down into her. Like she would just become the poster child for the problem J. Cole has with black women. So all of that burden sort of fell onto her.
1: No, that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like she got... Maybe when she realized that it was just not about her and him, it was about this bigger thing Mm -hmm. and people were rallying around her, but maybe not in the way that she wanted. She got frustrated and that's why the apologies kind of came. That's Mm -hmm. because we were like, why is she backing down? But now it kind of feels like with this call and the context, like she didn't want to represent for anyone else. Like she just wanted to represent for herself or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it sounds just like to, you know, she doesn't want to be in like, quote unquote beef with j cole that's not you know
0: she wants something to do with twitter beef in general like she's <laughs> yeah. like no well it's like the goal that said like she's she's not petty enough for that she's like no yeah. i want to actually like do like she said she created a syllabus
1: it's a commitment to be in a fight in a music career like in in rivalry or whatever yeah. like that takes time and effort and you know i mean look look at the people who are just always in like a fight you know mm-hmm. it's just like. It's, like, it's, we're going to talk about
0: the beauty vloggers later. It's like these people, they oh they live for <laughs> the drama. And No Name is like, please, I want nothing to do with this. <laughs> this sucks.
1: Right, right, right. It. She's like, it doesn't make my music or my art any better. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the difference, like between her and let's say the YouTube fighters where it's like the fights almost make their art quote unquote better because it mm-hmm. gives it like drama and narrative. And that's like what people want to watch on YouTube and they know that and it's monetized, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But this is like the opposite of that where like, it doesn't translate to that for her.
0: Yeah. Uh, next call. Uh, this is, yeah, next call.
1: Hi, Bobby and Lindsay.
10: Um, I am quarantining living by myself. So now I'm just going to call all the time. This is the, patreon caller who called about thomas newman thank you so much for that content um i'm sure lots of lots of other people are calling you about this but stephen campbell moore is an actor in his own right and i think he's probably best known here in america for the history boys the vehicle that launched james gordon into our lives um but he's also star of a really wonderful movie called bright young things with emily mortimer and james mcavoy and michael sheen who i think are all them but i guess that just leads me to the question is emily mortimer a who or a them she's a them to me as someone who loves like early and mid-2000s indie
1: movies but is she a them i don't know good form bellthorne I wasn't expecting that.
0: Yeah, we. I, I forgot that was an element of this call. Should we just get through it really quickly? Emily Mortimer, one, two, three, who? She's a who, right? You didn't I say anything. I don't know.
1: But... I kind of think she's a British them. Well, she's definitely a British them, but like, I don't know. She's she might British. be a them. Emily Mortimer is like the most British name.
0: <laughs> so this is someone saying like actually about claire foy and her husband we got a lot of these calls like telling us about stephen but i'm just saying but that's what you anticipated
1: because you were like yes. claire foy the claire foy stands are out there like mm-hmm. they are here and they know everything about Matt like Smith. Her, these british these british actors and like every episode of downtown abbey they've all been in because they've all been in downtown abbey they've all been in downtown abbey <laughs>
2: Every well, single that's, one of them. Downton
0: Abbey is like is is like the Law and Order SUV. Yes, it's the Law and Order. It's like everyone goes on that show. It's like oh, I, Claire Foy's ex boyfriend <laughs> played like. Uh, <laughs> Alistair Humpa Dump uh, on one episode of Downton Abbey. It's like I'm sure he did.
1: <laughs> Wait, this guy played a, played Major Chet Wode <laughs> on
0: Downton Abbey. <laughs> yeah, like I,
1: uh, it's. I mean, that's I like the joke it. about how every actor who grudge who like is in New York City has played like a dead person on Law and Order. This is like <laughs> a <dead> the equivalent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and also, the other thing that I know that people always say is when you're over there, you can't throw a rock without hitting somebody who's been in the Game of Thrones. Like that's another thing that like just like Mm -hmm. everyone has been on the game of thrones it's not that crazy to have been on that show but But good to know (laughs) about this person
0: it's good to know i mean i'm also pretty sure we've talked about all the people who were in clear orbit at one point well i know in the show's history
1: our friend Stephen was like Claire Foy and Matt Smith uh, were on the were on the crown together they played like lovers and I'm like I know we talked about that a while queen, back
0: Prince Philip. But you forgot lovers. about it
1: because they're so boring whatever <laughs> they were in love is anyway, what I, I
0: love mean. I love this call conversely here's this
1: Hey guys I just want you to know that I also watch the crown and I don't give a shit about Claire Foy
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> I you. just
1: love that that person's like don't misrepresent misrep- crown watchers we also don't give a shit about
0: some clarifying. of us don't care <laughs> um, Usher's
4: Sesame Street alphabet sounds pretty good but I would argue that it has nothing on Miss Patty LaBelle's version of the alphabet song also performed with the Sesame Street methods. it's iconic it is the version of the alphabet that I will teach my future child, and uh, you have my word on that.
0: Okay, let's let's listen to Patty Labelle sing the alphabet. Ah!
1: That only reminds me of this. going she's she's singing on perfect key because I don't have the right words and I have no background singers (laughs) it is one of the funniest moments and people in the audience are like yes this Christmas (laughs) okay you
0: have to play that I just love the idea of like getting the call the call from Sesame Street as an actor or a singer where it's like It's like the thing your agent will interrupt your dinner with like the president for, you know, like it's like (laughs) you got it. You're going to get like it must be one of the biggest honors because, you know, it's 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 very Saturday Night Live in a sense that like it's a combination of people who are really popular right now. But then people who are like legendary. Yeah. But still, like it's an honor regardless to go on Sesame Street because those clips live forever. Like (laughs) they truly like teach and mold children for generations like people are going to be listening to usher and patty labelle sing the alphabet until like we're dead
1: i feel like (laughs) you're about to ask me to give money to pbs or whatever to donate money to my local pbs even though i know sesame street is no longer on pbs it's i know donate
0: donate local money (laughs) donate some of your money to hbo max
1: (laughs) (laughs) but you should still be donating money to your local pbs even though sesame street is (laughs) is pay gated on hbo max (laughs)
0: Okay, yikes! I hate this call, but we gotta do it. This we gotta is do the it. Here worst.
1: This is the worst. Let's. We start. received
0: so 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 many calls. Here's one. I feel
1: like I have to get up and start doing jumping jacks. Like it's Rocky, and I'm yeah. like getting ready for Ugh. like this moment.
0: Lindsay, what is Rakuten? Tell everyone. I use, I have Rakuten. I'm looking at it right now in my browser. But explain. You're good at explaining what Rakuten is because you love it. It's
1: the smartest way to save money when you shop. Duh. No, it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it is. But I'm. You're not. I'm not really telling you what it is. That's what it does. It knows where you're shopping. It says here's how to save money. It gives you cash back for all types of stores because Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop because members get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every category, including fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, travel, dining, and more.
0: Your favorite stores like Dyson, Samsung, or Nike pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. That's you. Cashback is direct is deposited directly into your PayPal account, or Rakuten can send you a check. The choice is yours. Lindsay likes the PayPal account. I'm sort of into paper check. I like that idea. You can even maximize your savings by stacking cashback on top of other deals like store sales and coupons. So shop for everything from fashion to beauty, home decor to groceries, even kids' school supplies. You're already shopping at your favorite stores, so why not save while you're doing it? It's a no-brainer, and membership is free and easy to sign up.
1: Get the Rakuten app now and join the 17 million members who are already saving. Cashback rates change daily. See Rakuten Com for details, that's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Your cashback really adds up.
7: Hello. I'm calling because
10: although I know that you don't like to talk about YouTube stars, I am begging you to please cover the Jeffree Star, Shane Dawson, Tati Drama. There's so much there, I don't even know. Did I watch the 40-minute video? Yes. Did I have to watch it on double time? Yes. Wow. What an experience. We're truly living in the golden age of people's downfalls from stupidity. And um, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye. That's how I feel about doing this. <laughs> Thank right. you.
1: Like, I do. I will say, like, it's not pure, like, Bobby, you definitely enjoyed or semi enjoyed watching the 40 minute long Tati video yesterday, right?
0: I mean, I spent as much time watching this shit as I did watching the August and Jada stuff like on Angelina right. and stuff. Right. But this was a more miserable experience. Like for we sure.
1: hate this topic, but like,
0: like everyone was laughing about it. Everyone was commenting about it. It's fun to feel like you're in on the yeah. joke, I guess. Like yeah. it is a ridiculous apology video. It is so over the top where is she what hotel is she in like you were saying like oh, her background is unbelievable like it, it looks just like looks...
1: a green screen that i downloaded for my zoom so i like can convince people i live somewhere nice and not shitty you know it's just
0: her skin is so dewy her there's hair is so much so going on, point.
1: on there i mean it it gives so much and it's not even about what she says in the video it's just the video itself so we have to cover this because we covered the original uh, drama and the YouTube beauty dramas and I honestly you know we were watching I also so I watched all these videos and then I also watched a few like sum up videos from mm-hmm. like people who are really involved in following this up like Smoky Glow who Smokey is Glow I highly recommend her. she gave this like very level-headed kind of explanation of what she oh, she gave this very level-headed explanation of what she thought was going on and she kind of implied something that I thought was really interesting which was that this is all just part of the original drama this is not a new drama we're just like continuing where we where we left off and also the overall question as to why is this community of beauty youtubers youtubers who deal with makeup and uh, skincare and whatever why are they the most toxic group of people on the internet like how did we come this far right and Mm -hmm. who is the person who is the center of this who continues to keep the drama toxic people scared etc etc and the answer is jeffree star (laughs) because Mm -hmm. allegedly
2: i don't want to get on his bad side
1: OK, but, but, he, <laughs> but she is saying that allegedly or but just through all the stories that people are telling, he is the common denominator in all of these all of these dramas. That's what I'm trying to mm-hmm. take from this video before we even.
11: One thing that he did that did concern me a lot was how he would frequently comment about how much dirt he held on other brand owners and members of our YouTube community. I believe that he actually held blackmail material on many people and was capable of destroying the entire community. This worried me about him and I stayed and I tried my best to be a positive
1: influence. Do you wanna sum it up? He,
0: Yeah, and he is also, I, I think it's important to note, like as far as we can tell, the most successful in terms of the richest, like Jeffrey has the most to lose and the most to gain just because he has the most successful business and he has the most money and he has the most followers.
1: Well, he has gained the most from this life that he Mm -hmm. leads actively, you know, causing drama for attention, essentially.
0: So because of that, other people in the beauty community both look up to him, they admire him, they they aspire to... Not be him, him. but they want to be like him in terms they want to like mimic his career. They want to work with him because working with him helps helps your career. Um, being, Being chosen to have your face on an ad for one of Jeffrey's new pieces of makeup is really good for your YouTube channel and for your brand. So we can explain it. We talked about the Bye Sister video last year, which probably just over a year ago. It was May of 2019. The
1: Bye bi- Sister video. God, where are we? It feels like we were so young then. So
0: it, it really does. So by Sister was Tati Westbrook, who again is a, a huge beauty influencer on YouTube. She's We can't spend too much time on her because we've already done it. But basically, she's very successful. She's a woman. She has a good story in that. It's like she fell into this later in life. Like she fell into this in her 30s. So it's sort of like that fun thing where like, look at this atypically aged person finding success in this very (laughs) young traditionally young sector of YouTube. Cool. Okay, so she gets a lot of followers because of that. People generally do not have much beef with her. Because she is in the beauty industry, she starts rubbing shoulders with the likes of Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson because he's in every facet of the YouTube universe and James Charles. And James Charles is very young. James Charles, as he's on the come-up, looks up to Tati and they have this sort of mentor-protege relationship. And in the buy Sister video... She decides that her relationship with James Charles is over and done. And she says he's abusive towards straight people that he wants to hook up with, that he lied to her about these like hair vitamins, hair gummies. And no,
1: let's remember exactly what happened. He promoted rival hair gummies to get into a Coachella VIP lounge and she was mad because she had just released her own <laughs> hair gummy/vitamins or whatever vitamins and she was she felt like that was a betrayal. Let's re- let's remember what this actually mar- this goes down and to.
0: And James said, "No, I my the hair gummies, I didn't even know about it until the Coachella like Coachella offered them to me last minute." And she's like, "That sort of stuff doesn't happen last minute." Then come to find out he provided the receipts and said, "Yes, it did happen last minute. I wasn't doing this long-term, this long con to ruin you."
1: So then she apologizes. She so
0: she apologizes for that by sister video because James Charles releases a video explaining his side of the story we forget about all of this uh, ultimately Tati deletes that video from the internet it's gone she didn't even monetize it by sister goodbye that video is gone
1: but like the by sister and then the then the response and the apology was a thrilling time it, the yes. on, the there was the only darkness about it were these kind of like Mm, these allegations against him for being a little bit of a creep that Mm -hmm. was kind of like the side stuff that felt like "Mm, like what's your are you where are you hearing this who's telling you this like this feels not great if it's if it's something that is is just hearsay
0: right even at the time it was sort of like strange superfluous inf- information because it was like i thought you were mad at him for this gummy scandal why are you bringing up this one dinner where he flirted with the waiter blah 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 blah. okay yeah so now suddenly last week this week tati releases this video called breaking my silence i think <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, it's oh is it breaking my silence?
0: I think it's I'm breaking my silence because it was the funny meme that was like me after me after unmuting the Zoom meeting just so I could say okay (laughs) and it says breaking my silence. Okay. So (laughs) Breaking Silence. So she releases this video. And again, it looks like she is in the middle of a resort in Bora Bora or she just Googled resort in Bora Bora and then made it her it's Zoom so background. It's so looks You
1: can practically smell the sandalwood like rafting off of the computer.
0: She's so dewy. It's unbelievable. She's and so dewy. She, she, she has she They're has like stopping iPad. the video
1: every five minutes to like mist her or whatever. That's what all the cuts are.
0: She has... Uh, her iPad in front of her that she's flip- flicking through because it has her prepared statement that like her lawyer approved. So she's mostly reading in this 40 minutes. Every few sentences she will break and do a little ad-libbing, but nothing I can't believe she's crazy. reading
1: and it's still 40 minutes long. Well, there's an I intro
0: just... and then an outro. And there's a okay. lot of crying. So you're like, yeah. Wait, what, is, what is she breaking her silence about? Because we don't follow this stuff closely throughout the year uh, unless something like this happens so it's like what is going on what is she responding to okay here's what she's responding to in a way this video is her atoning for her 2019 sin which was dumping on james charles which
1: she did already apologize for but now but looking back she realizes was very hasty and petty yeah
0: She's not just apologizing to Jeffrey in this video. She's apologizing to another YouTuber named Jackie Ina, And Jackie Ina is a... Who is a, that? Well, Jackie Ina is a black beauty vlogger. And so her whole thing has been, like, inclusivity in the beauty sphere, like, more shades of makeup, like, da-da-da-da, like, the beauty industry is extremely, like, stuck on, you know, white beauty and white products, and, like, everything needs to diversify from the products themselves to the people who are doing the promoting to the people who work at the beauty brands. Like, she always points out that, like, of course the beauty industry is skewed white because everyone who is in charge at these beauty companies is white, So for years and years and years, this has been Jackie's sort of M.O. And I guess, as we said, because everyone in the beauty blogger world and YouTube eventually rub shoulders with each other, Tati has a relationship with Jackie simply because they're sort of co-workers in this space and when Tati was doing more stuff with Jeffree Star apparently Jackie was like stay away from him he is trouble and Tati ignored her so that's another person she apologizes to in this video she's like I I shouldn't have been blind I should have listened to you like you were right I I was wrong
11: Yeah. yeah I was naive I was excited about the video I got it twisted that you had provoked jeffrey because you were angry that i had filmed with someone who had a history of being labeled by others as a racist jackie i'm sorry that i did not do the right thing and walk away from him then i should have not been blind to the reasons behind the accusations of his racism
0: and it turns out as we said Jeffree Star is the common denominator here because this video ultimately ends up being about Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson, two people who were mostly ignored in the bi-sister video because, come to find out, as she explains here, the reason she made the bi-sister video in the first place was because she was ultimately, or she claims, it's because she was manipulated by the two of them into thinking that James Charles was a sexual predator, and that if she released this video, James Charles's victims would come out of the woodwork and make, you know, formal accusations against him. So
1: And they didn't.
0: And they didn't. And she was like, wait a second. I was made to believe that, like, this was going to be the first step in unveiling the truth about James Charles. And it didn't work. It didn't do anything. And then radio silence from Shane and Jeffrey, because... It turns out that maybe they just had a personal and extremely petty vendetta against James Charles and they wanted to see him burn.
1: Like she says that she was being gaslit, but like our our friend uh, Smokey Glow, it's less of gaslighting and more of just being kind of stupid and being being very uh, being easily convinced by all of these kind of like very compelling characters like shane dawson and jeffree star mm-hmm. who teamed up for their the release of their makeup line as you remember that whole documentary which was like yeah. honestly um i i mean, I mean It was honestly masterfully made the way that that documentary led up to the release of this thing. I mean, Shane Dawson's not even really doing makeup anymore. That was literally for that. It was was just just like the promotion. And so this video also tied towards that promotion. And it was like they were worried that James Charles was getting, quote unquote, too powerful or something Mm -hmm. within their industry. And they decided to get rid of him, which actually now that I'm saying it is like, very devious. The whole thing is, like, very devious.
0: It's very devious.
1: I mean, it's so funny that this came out alongside everything else that's going on. Like, Jenna Marbles is like, I'm not doing YouTube anymore. I did mm-hmm. I did blackface. I'm so embarrassed. This is not mm-hmm. a fun place for me, and I just can't be here anymore. And then right on the heels of that, Shane Dawson puts out an apology video. He has, like, literally characters that are full blackface characters, mm-hmm. and he's done terrible things. He pissed off the, the um, Smith family because he, like, kind of... There was a video of him where he was like, he kind of sexually made sexual comments about Willow Willow when
0: Willow was really, really, really young.
1: So this was on the heels of that. So like those two things are almost overlapping and relate and unrelated at the same time.
0: It was also on the heels of this other beauty vlogger that I had never heard of until all of this called Cameron Lester. And he's a black man. And he has worked with Jeffrey in the past. He's been in ad- – I mean, they, I think they've been in some videos together. But, like, again, they're in the community oh, right. together. And he he a lot was followers.
1: like, you he fucked was, me over.
0: He was in some of Jeffrey's ads for his new, like, palette or whatever, his new line. And so in the ad, it was, like, showing, like, a diverse collection of, like, people and skin types. And that was sort of the point of the ad, right? Like, look at our shades. And ultimately, Cameron was like, "I did this because I thought it would be good for my career." And Jeffrey, like, it, it was—it seemed like a good thing, right? Like promoting diversity and makeup. But he was like, I regret doing it. I have been tokenized by Jeffrey. The only reason he wanted me in there was because I was black. Like he wanted, he actually didn't give a shit about me at all. And then he released this really long Instagram live video, um, sorry, Instagram TV video where he's explaining like every way that Jeffrey and Shane have been creepy. So this predated Tati's thing, this is like the tides were turning against, or they've always been sort of turning against Jeffrey and Shane, but like they were turning against them publicly in a big way before Tati even came here, like before Tati walked into the room. Like Cameron was doing the work and Jackie was doing the work long before Tati was doing the work. And Cameron said, I'm going to be talking
6: about why I no longer support Jeffree Star, Jeffree Star Cosmetics, and Shane Dawson. I remember being in Houston. So this is the first instance that something happened. I remember being in Houston and I was there with Rich Lux to collab and you know Jeffrey was there he was doing work and business and all that kind of stuff and we were sitting in a Louis Vuitton store with several people and I was excited I was having fun you know I was getting to kind of see the behind the scenes of Jeffrey's life and you know stuff that I would wanted to to do once I got bigger and established into the beauty community and I remember there was a instance where he's like asked me if i like james or not and i was just so shocked he was like do you like james like do you do you like him and i just was so shocked and uncomfortable because i he's like such a big powerhouse and he asked me this and i was like like i, I didn't even know what to say to that i was just like in a, uncomfortable there's people around me and he just like was so blunt and out of nowhere asked me do you like james And if you guys know me, James helped me with my career when I first got into the beauty space and tell my HIV story. Like, he's always been very supportive of me. And I was like, I don't, like, I don't have a problem with him. Do I agree with everything he does? No, but I don't have a personal problem with him. And he's done so much for me. So why would I go against him? And he was like, well, you don't fucking owe him forever. And I just was like taken back when he said that, because I was like, it all happened so fast. He was like, you don't fucking owe him forever. And I just remembered that and i was like what omg and we're in the louis vuitton store
0: so there's this like weird obsession with james charles here and then he also talks about one time when jeffrey was inconsiderate towards jackie aina and cameron was talking to jeffrey like you know it would be nice if you apologize to jackie we're friends blah, blah 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 and jeffrey flat out refused um here's cameron on that and
6: i was just left it at that but i was definitely hurt as a black boy and a black influencer that loves Jackie, you know, that he's not trying to grow or amend that disconnect that he did or that wrongdoing that he has done. So I was just like, whatever. It wasn't personally towards me. So, and I just felt kind of like, I just felt like it wasn't a friendship. It was never a friendship in the beginning to start with. It was always something like I was kind of like the token black kid.
0: And then later he says, let me quote it. I remember Shane Dawson called and he was going off about James Charles and just cursing James out and I was kind of taken aback because I've never seen Shane Dawson like that and he was just going in on James. From there I knew Shane Dawson wasn't really the person he was perceived to be online. And this is another common thread in the story. Tati tells this long story where she's like the first time I met Shane, like I had him over to my house and like I opened up to him and I just told him all about like my history of like abuse, like trauma, like, intense stuff that she told to Shane Dawson, of all people, right after she met him, and then she's like, turns out he's a bad guy, and someone I shouldn't have trusted with, like, my personal truths. And it's like, Tati, 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 Tati. How can you not watch one of Shane Dawson's videos and not realize that he is a scumbag? Like, it is absurd to me that she could be that stupid. But I'm starting to think that she just is that naive. Like,
1: Or just like easily flattered. I mean, these yeah. are very, I just, uh, it's, you forget, like, these are all like entertainers. So they're mm-hmm. like, good at this. This is yeah. like their thing. And so they, they flattered her. And she was so happy to be included. And she wanted mm-hmm. to be friends with everyone. She wanted to be friends with yeah. James. She wanted to be friends with Shane. And, like, the whole thing is, like, the more you talk about it, the more devious it is. But ultimately what it boils down to is, like, there is one person who's connected to all of this who yes. is pitting people against each other. Uh, yes, and for, it's Jeffrey Star. Yeah, right. And I just wonder, I mean, the big, 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 big conspiracy is, like, is everyone in on this together for, like, the, the views? Which I know is, like, clickbait is... Is a myth, but on YouTube, views are views equal dollars, like very directly. So I just the whole thing is just very like your mind will will explode if you think about it for too long, which makes me be like, Bobby, you better cut this segment down (laughs) because I think we could just talk about it forever and never come to an actual conclusion. You know?
0: Yeah, and I one of the things that is sort of alarming that we haven't even gotten to it's like it's not even that Jeffrey has allegedly has blackmail on all these people. It's that more than one person, Cameron included, have said things like, I'm afraid of him. Like, I'm afraid yeah. of him. In a in a way that either seems where physical violence is the subtext, where it's like, this guy scares me. And Tati sort of says as much too, where it's like, this guy really scares me. And yeah. and when you could talk about Trisha Paytas, who is uh in many <laughs> ways a complete the video. In which she reacts to... Because that's some of the YouTube's bread and butter, right? Like reacting. reacting. to I'm not involved in this.
1: Thing. I'm just an outsider. But here's my response. Trisha
0: is a funny and empowering YouTube figure in many ways. But her friendship with Shane Dawson, her undying friendship with Shane Dawson, is probably one of her biggest problems. Because Shane Dawson is such a fucking disaster area. And I... T- it seems like a bad, a really bad person, a bad egg. Like, it's, it's annoying that she is friends with him. But in the video in which she reacts to the Tati video, when she's not talking about how Shane Dawson is someone who should be defended, she says, like, I don't understand why Tati even did this. There was no reason for her to do this right now. Like, we should be talking about Breonna Taylor. We should be talking about George Floyd. Why are you distracting everyone with this personal petty drama? That is the one point that she makes that, I think is worth reiterating because it's like, why is she doing this now of all times? Is she trying to get ahead of something? Is like, what was the strategy for releasing it's that video? It's such now?
1: bad timing. You're right, and yeah, like, it's weird. My whole thing is like, as soon as people start saying my lawyer is my lawyers, I'm like. Do a lawsuit. If you, mm-hmm. if there's if there's evidence, if you, if you have a charge that you want to make against somebody, if you're worried about your safety or whatever, then fucking like take it to the courts. We're talking about UK people just like suing each other left and right for defamation. And like, why mm-hmm. is everyone on YouTube being like, my lawyers, my lawyers, my lawyers? It's like, fucking sue Jeffree Star then. Do it. I don't know. You're all rich people. You all have the yeah. funds. Like, I just want people to... Put their money where their mouth is in more ways than just like going on YouTube and crying because it just yeah. feels very, f- then it feels fake as fuck. Yeah. You know?
0: There is this disgusting video in which Shane Dawson went on Instagram live while he was watching the Tati video for the first time and is like oh, it's freaking so out in the fakest god. way possible and whenever she's like I was abused I was I was sexually abused he implies that she's not lying but that her tears are fake that she's not actually traumatized where it's like oh my god everything you are doing is disgusting and despicable Shane Dawson like you are the worst and then he deleted it like but of course people have it everywhere it's it's him freaking out but we can end this on a brighter note which is that Jackie <laughs> Ina rules did you you know that Jackie yeah. Ina studied medicine for two years, and was in the Army Reserve, and no, that is how that. she discovered makeup. Uh, while she was stationed in Hawaii in the Army Reserve,
3: that's cool.
1: She was like, that's "Oh, so I'm good cool. at makeup."
0: I love when YouTubers live a lot of lives. Um,
1: everyone keeps saying like. Please look outside of these like four people, these like three Mm -hmm. people doing makeup to find more beauty influencers that are like not toxic. And I guess it was unfair to me for me to say in the beginning, like, why is this community so toxic? It's just like a few people who happen to be the most, quote unquote, popular people and the loudest voices in the room. Like the thing is, like, because beauty YouTube is so popular to watch, there's going to be a lot of people who want to do it. So that means Mm -hmm. there's a lot of voices out there. You just have to find them. And As somebody who often clicks on what the algorithm has served to me, I'm also like a victim of like clicking on shit because it's there and not seeking further and like trying to change my algorithm so that I get more voices than just fucking Jeffree Star, you know?
0: Yeah. That's why I really like this one YouTuber Smoky Glow, who we talked about at the beginning of this. Their video was served to me after Tati's, and I was like, I've never heard of this person, but she has a lot of subscribers, and I was like, okay. And she does beauty videos, but also um, explainer like videos, commentary videos, and explainer really videos fun. which are yeah, really are fun. Yeah, those are fun. And she, this particular video, I don't know if she uses if she does this in all of them, but she did it in this one where she was like, and just so you know, there are so many non problematic beauty vloggers, and they're great. So I link them in the comments and. I appreciated that and i can understand why that would be so annoying if you are in the community it's like why is everyone giving these people oxygen when there are so many better and more talented beauty vloggers right here that everyone is ignoring and it's true it's true so we got sucked up in the tati stuff we got sucked up in the shane stuff and the jeffrey stuff and honestly like trisha says Again, not to throw Trisha, who sucks in so many ways. She's like, we're all so rich. She's like, we all make so much money. Do not worry about us. Don't worry about us. And I I really respected that she says that because Trisha is someone who has been. This tweet that you put in here, Tati crying over her brand not having the best launch. Bitch, nobody care about me either, so I'm over here fingering my pussy for $5. Get another job, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, yes, that's vulgar, and not everyone wants to do, like, sex work on OnlyFans. I get that. But the point Trisha is making is one that's important to bring up. It's like, why are we spending so much of our mental energy sympathizing over these phenomenally rich people when there are non-problematic voices right here who aren't asking for our sympathy or forgiveness? They're just giving us good content.
1: Well, it's, I was like, how dare I have to choose a side when both sides suck ass? Like, <laughs> it's just brutal out there, right? So, like, Trisha in some way is right, where it's just like, nobody cares. Like, get another job. You have access. You have money. You can do whatever you want. Like, mm-hmm. And also the idea that, again, this came on the heels of Shane Dawson having to finally face, like, all of these videos that he had done that in the past that were so fucking problematic and so yeah. fucked up. And, like, this now is taking away the space and, and energy behind maybe him having to reckon with that. Like, fuck yeah. that, you know?
0: Well, yeah, it's like he's in the middle of being called out by Jada Pinkett Smith, of all people, who yeah. is someone that you do not want to ignore. Like, it's insane that he ignored her. And he's like, I cannot believe Tati's being petty.
1: Come on, dude. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, you have so... M- Before you apologize to the to the Smith family, you're going to say... You're going to scream and cry about Tati? Like, get mm-hmm. your priorities are not there. Speaking of Jada Pinkett Smith.
5: Hi, who is August Alfina? Um, I read on Twitter today that he is a singer, question mark, and that he... Says he had an affair with Jada Pinkett Smith because Will Smith said it was okay. The quote that I thought was fascinating was that Will, he, he alleges that Will Smith explained that he and Jada's relationship had gone from marriage to life partnership ostensibly meaning the sex part was over. I don't know. <laughs> Who is this person? Thank you so much. Crunch crunch. That MacBook.
1: This is so interesting and I think it's it's scandalous for a few ways that I think have to do with the way that the Smith family is although they're out here on Red Table Talk, like pouring out their lives and like talking about all of the like they're literally pulling the skeletons out of their closet actively on Red Table Talk every week. There are still topics that are taboo for them and that they don't want to talk about. I think it's it's going to be even more difficult for them to deal with this because they deal with so much other things and they're open and they're all about yeah. like talking about it. And they just did all of those Red Table Talk episodes about their marriage and how like special it is and how they had to really work at it and how da da da. Like yeah. with Will and Jada. Remember all that?
0: Those yeah. episodes? Oh, yeah. Of any relationship in Hollywood, they are the people most conditioned to and qualified to discuss non traditional marriages in a way that could be understood by people who have no idea what an untraditional right. marriage looks like in, in a way that is palatable and understandable and gracious and thoughtful.
1: And makes sense and inspiring and maybe. And they have done that it. You- Right, but that, but that's what's so disappointing about this is because they're already denying this. So, like, yeah. basically this uh, R&B singer, August Alsina, who we have definitely talked about before, but I forget when, and I tried to look and tried to remember, but I don't remember what, why we... Maybe we yeah. talked about him because he was, like, at the Grammys collapsed. and people didn't know about him or... Yeah, maybe... When, no, That's I don't why think we would it. Was, about, we, I don't we think talk it, talk it had anything adulthood. to do with sickness. I think it had to do with like he was at an award show and nobody knew who he was and he was performing and it was when he just came out and or he had a song or something like that. But the mm-hmm. but the thing is, is he's this. He's a singer. Um, he is relatively popular. I would say like.
0: He is. I can play one of his most popular songs here. It's called "I Love This Shit." I'll just play it here.
1: So he's been around for a while and his whole story is actually like super sad like he's just been through a lot of shit including a lot of stuff with his health he has like quite a few like autoimmune disorders which means that like he his eyesight is very poor and like diminishing so he's talking about that a lot his liver with, is
0: messed up and he he collapsed yeah. on stage and this album that he is currently promoting that just came out this week the reason or last week the reason this album is a big deal first of all it's really long Uh, did you listen to it it's like an hour and a half long it's it's his first album in like five years because he's been dealing with like his sickness his sister got sick and she died late last year like he's had a lot of shit going down so the return of august Alsina is a big deal in and of itself which is why he was giving this interview to angela right
1: And now it's even bigger. So he yes. gives this interview to Angela Yee, who who works on the Breakfast Club, and mm-hmm. they do this like hour long sit down, and they talk about like a lot of things. But mm-hmm. in that interview, he reveals something which is a bombshell on so many levels. That um, had been rumored
0: for a long time.
1: That had been rumored for a long time, which was that he had been in a relationship with Jada Pinkett Smith for many years. I think for. Five years? Does mm-hmm. he say exactly how long? 2016, um,
0: four years, four years, four years.
1: So they were introduced by her son, by Jaden. He was friends with Jaden, or he knew Jaden. He was introduced to Jada Pinkett Smith. And they became close and they went on vacation together and they went to the BET Awards together, which is, there are pictures of it, that happened. Um, and he fell in love with her and they had a relationship. And he says that he, you can play the clip here, uh, all of it was okay with, with Will, he gave his blessing. He's like, you know, we're in a very, we're in a special relationship, we're, we're life partner. We're married, yeah. but we're, you know, we're life partners and our marriage is open. And
12: um, I think it's, it's because people don't necessarily know the truth, but I've never done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. I love those people, right. literally, like my family. I don't, ever have, I don't have a bad thing to say about them. They are beautiful people. I actually sat down with Will and had a conversation due to the transformation from their marriage to life partnership that they've spoken on several times and it, you know, not involving romanticism.
3: Mm-hmm.
12: He gave me his blessing. And I, I totally gave myself to that relationship for years of my life, you know. And I truly and really, really deeply loved and have a ton of love for her. Um, I, I devoted myself to it. I gave my full self to it.
1: An arrangement like this is totally not crazy. It's totally normal for a lot of people. But I think what's salacious about this is the idea that they have held themselves up to be like the perfect couple Mm -hmm. in a traditional way, even though they're out here on Red Table Talk, like dissecting that marriage and like talking about their issues. Like Mm -hmm. the fact that this isn't part of that conversation means that they're not being truly truthful or being Mm -hmm. fully truthful on that platform, which we come to understand is very truthful
0: because i believe august we believe august here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah obviously
0: and i of and course. i think if there's anyone like i said it's just there's nothing stopping them from showing people that like both things can be true will and jada could have the perfect marriage that happens to be open it's perfect in a sense that like they know each other so well and they're so committed to each other that they approach their relationship as this partnership where they want the best for each other, and if the best for Jada includes like having a fling with this guy, then of course Will's going to be supportive. And I mean, a five-year
1: ba- fling is more than a fling, but a yeah. Fling, but totally. like a
0: relationship. But based on what August says, like the way that August describes Will and Jada's relationship is beautiful, like truly. He's like, like the way that he describes Will being like. I love you. Like I'm, I'm welcoming you into this space. Like I want the best for Jada, and if that includes you, so be it. Like that should be something to be praised. And I think August sees that, and I think Angeli sees that. But here's the thing: What do you think? It's either tough for Jada to admit this outright, or they're saving it for a red table talk. Like,
1: well, that's the thing is, I, I want they're, they're denying it now. They immediately denied it, and part of they me said, is absolutely like, absolutely not true. I'm so disappointed that this isn't like I'm so disappointed because the, because I've been manipulated by Red Table Talk to be mm-hmm. like very much invested in this family and like respect that the, the truth that they bring when they talk about themselves right they look mm. inward as well as outward so it's disappointing and then part of me is like is this just like gonna be on Red Table Talk in a month like they're gonna address <laughs> it which like would be great or whatever it's so funny yeah. you linked this you linked this boss up article from 2017 when mm. August Alcina. Um, had a quote-unquote date night with Jada Pinkett Smith's mom, who is on Red Table Talk. Yeah. So he was, like, in with this family. He's in the family. So what's interesting is, like, if you look at it from the perspective of, if, let's say, he was lying, it feels like, okay, so he has an album coming out that he wants to promote, sure. And maybe his relationship with this family ended poorly on some level, and he's, this is what he is doing in retribution or in, in kind of revenge or something mm-hmm. like that I'm, I'm thinking a little bit like that but it doesn't feel like looking at his persona and like what he puts out in the world that that this is something that he would do no. and also the Not you're right all. the rumors that are that are so far past rumors at this point about the smiths really kind of seal the deal on believing him in a way i'm just trying to play devil's advocate to think about like what would be the opposite of that
0: but it's like and i i get that like will smith is still one of the biggest movie stars in the world i understand that and like any sort of break in him being thought of as the most traditional leading man possible not even not even most because he is a black man which is lesser but it's like it's i can understand why that would be dangerous to your image to like break up the fact that like everyone has thought you've had a perfect marriage for over 20 years like the burden of being the first major a-list hollywood star to be like let's talk about the concept of open marriages that must be tough to consider and the doors that it might open up like into his past because the moment will publicly admits that he has had relationships outside of his marriage then the the vultures are going to be around and trying to they will try to look for those so
1: much more it's so much more about will than it is about jada that's what's so sad about this is i feel like jada would would want to talk about this maybe or because it's i think it's so much more about whatever is going on with will is because his image is the one that needs to be quote-unquote protected jada you know i don't think this would not hurt it doesn't make a difference it's you know if anything it's like empowering in a way yeah. so and
0: maybe it would i don't want to i don't want to be so naive as to think that like all of america will understand this and and accept the two of them the moment they reveal what is alleged to be the truth of their marriage but i think that they are in a unique position to handle this better than probably anyone else at their level
1: could yeah yeah but as much as we say like Oh, this is like not even a big deal. People do this all the this is like kind of normal at this point. Like people have so many different situations in their relationships. It is still a big deal for a yeah. big for a couple like this to have to admit this or to come yeah. out with this. Like it's my parents still, would be like, like, "What? That's not yeah. a marriage." Like, like they would be Like let's be real. Yeah. I think we're all like, you know, we're all woke about it. Like it's chill. Like whatever whatever's going on is cool. Like so many different situations. But let's be real about like the very You're very right. heteronormative situation that's going on in Hollywood where um, it would be a big deal it would be a big deal so like there's so much going on here it's so fascinating for so many different reasons not just like the scandal of the of the reveal but what the what the the Smith family has positioned themselves as in our culture currently
0: mm-hmm. I, I like to think that This will be a Red Table Talk episode, but I'm sure that that's just me dreaming because it would be an amazing Red Table Talk episode.
1: But part of me didn't think that um, uh, what's her face would be a Red Table Talk. And then it was Kylie Jenner's friend.
0: But like, oh, the way I mean, we played the clips, but it's just like the way he talks about them is just so, so loving. Who could complain about (laughs) this? Who could be upset about this? I know. Um it's anyway.
1: true. And, and looking through these links, like, this has been rumored for a long time. He wrote this, like, poem for her at her birthday that was, like, very loving and honest. And people were like, oh, this seems like they this might be more than a mother-son type relationship. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's always been a thing. So... It really feels yeah he
0: used a gif of jada in the video for the song where he says you got me feeling like it was an act you're just an actress putting on a show because you don't want the world to know and then there's a (sighs) gif of jada in the video like this has been a thing for years now fascinating i think there is going to be so much more to this i hope there is more to this i think it would be really cool if they talked about this openly but i don't know hello again it's future bobby we recorded this thursday morning and thursday afternoon jada pinkett smith tweeted there's some healing that needs to happen dot 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 so i'm bringing myself to the red table it's gonna happen it's gonna happen it's gonna happen
1: vet bills can be expensive but spot pet insurance can give you up to 90 percent cash back on vet bills so you can worry less about high vet bills yep up to 90 percent cash back on vet bills for unexpected accidents illness and even routine care
2: And with Spot Pet Insurance plans, you can go to any vet you want in the U.S. or Canada. There's no network you need to stick to, so visit your favorite vet, and you can save money on expensive vet bills. That's Spot Pet Insurance. It's no wonder Spot is America's favorite pet insurance. Visit SpotPet.com for a free quote today. For all terms,
1: visit spotpetins.com sample-policy. Spot pet insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company, and produce Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. This is an independent ad from Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC.
7: Hey, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, long time, long time. I'm calling because I just saw um, the most insane spawn for Townhouse Crackers. Um, by Kristen Chenoweth. And um, I definitely just tell you guys should know about it. Um, live in La Laptop. Bye.
0: Okay, let's listen to Kristen Chenoweth sell us townhouse crackers. <laughs> it says, Reasons to have dip for dinner is the name of this video. Here we go. And her tweet is, Hashtag ad. Making my hashtag dip for dinner dreams a reality tonight with the new at Townhouse US dippers. My dip game is strong, but I have a feeling these buttery beauties won't break under the pressure. Um, Congrats to the junior copywriter who wrote that. Here we go. Buttery beauties. So that's one reason it says, you're hungry now. And she just ran into a room covered, you know, wall to wall marble and grabbing her townhouse dippers. This is very like, which of these things is not like the other. It's the townhouse dipper in every shot.
1: <laughs> like a very rich person reaching yeah. for a townhouse dipper. <laughs> and
0: then here it says, she she has to have them because she's too short to cook and she's jumping up into her cabinets. She So she can't cook. So she's just going to dip. Oh, every single thing she does, it she has to do Ending the day on a high note, and she's holding the townhouse dipper fairly close to her mouth, but it never goes inside of her mouth. I just think that's important to point out. It's covered in some sort of what looks like pimento cheese dip or, you know, a cream looks cheesy dip. honestly. Um, and it says ending the day on the high note. So I... Um, that's
1: so i don't want to like promote townhouse of delicious and buttery dippers but i have to say the way now i'm seeing a close-up of them they're like a thick cracker like a ritz but then there's kind of a dip in the middle and there's like ridges i guess the point is so you can get like the dip over the ridge and then it like sits on the cracker but as dippers in terms of like what i like to use as dip these are too thick of crackers like you want a very thin cracker so you can eat more dip you don't Mm -hmm. want such thick crackers i have an issue with this
0: you want Want the thin cracker to be sturdy, though. The thin Sure, cracker you, ha- a, yes. a sturdy thin cracker is A important. sturdy
1: thin cracker, but this is too thick. Like I'd eat five of these crackers and be like, "That's too much cracker."
0: What are those amazing? Oh my god, the um, oh, what are the fucking? There are like these uh, nut uh, oh, almond nut thins. Oh, those, I know. My mom loves those. <laughs> those are so fucking good. They're thin. They are sturdy, and you feel like they. They are crackers that understand that dip is king. Dip is king. Townhouse crackers are delicious. I do love the same thing. I love club crackers. But I feel like when you're eating like a club cracker, which is all butter, you're like, I kind of just preferred the cracker part to the dip. Like, what's the point of eating pimento cheese dip on a club cracker? You know, like, why are you getting both? You don't need all of that richness. All you need is like a thin almond nut thin if you're going to eat pimento cheese. I'm thinking like
1: a powerful flat bread crisp that's like oh, my yeah. ideal dip platform it's like a rice thin. cracker it's like strong I'm not into rice crackers but like some sort of like flat cracker whatever mm. for dipping the other funny thing that this just makes me think of is like who were the other people that townhouse uh, dippers went out to like it's a very um, interesting match for them like was she on the list who else did they have in mind is this who they think their audience is is like a Kristen Chenoweth fan or whatever or like like Whoa. who are Kristen Chenoweth fans? Like I what? Mean, are...
0: the, the two of us. I mean, having 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 both worked in advertising, like this. Yes, there is a scenario in which she was their number one choice. They only ran out to her, and she said yes. But more likely is that yeah, they that's had, not likely. They had a budget, and there are these. They talk to these agencies who will give you literal PDFs pages and pages of pdfs of saying people who how much are within your budget people <laughs> who are within your budget and they will do it this w- w- for this price so then they look at the demographics and then they look at the people who have the time and it's like okay so we have it narrowed down to Kristen chenoweth deborah messing um tracy ellis ross and um i don't know You're who the fuck tracy else tracy ellis ross i i'm trying to think of like i'm just of thinking two? of like tv tv actresses right. um ellen pompeo and ellen pompeo and it's like okay Tracy and Ellen said, no, uh, Deborah Messing can't do it these two weeks. The only person left who can deliver by EOD Wednesday is Kristen Chenoweth. Like, she just ticked all the boxes is what happened. And I don't think it's that crazy, but you got to have someone who will tick all the boxes and be this energetic. And I, in a way, Kristen Chenoweth is the perfect person for this. She's probably pretty affordable, too.
1: I bet their list had a lot of, like, TV moms on it. Like, I bet the TV mom demographic is what they were looking for in a way. Like, that's what they, with, like, a townhouse cracker situation. Over a million
0: followers. And it's like, you're probably getting a lot of bang for your buck when it comes to Kristen Chenoweth.
3: Do you think so? Yeah.
0: (laughs) On paper, on paper, I think Kristen Chenoweth, to someone who is just an ad wizard... On paper, Kristen Chenoweth looks like a great fucking idea. If you don't really understand that Kristen Chenoweth is sort of a tabloid lover and sort of a fame monster, you would look and see like her her follower. But count, that also the helps. Demographics.
1: That also helps her. Oh yeah. That also helps her, right? Um, yeah. this is really funny. She also posted recently. Hashtag ad hey, hashtag LA and hashtag New York peeps. Enter for a chance to win my Townhouse US dip for dinner kit featuring my Cheno Worth It dip recipe. <laughs> Enter here.
0: Let's play a game of who are them because we didn't play last week. So here we go.
1: Hi Lindsay Bobby, medium
8: time, medium time. Um, how strong is the brand? Jesus and Merrill, number one show in late night. Who are them? Thanks. Crunch crunch, screech
1: pop. Women don't belong in balloons. The brand is strong. The, the brand, brand is, is very strong.
0: Jesus and Miro, who were them? One, two, three. Them. them.
1: I think yeah. they're them as a duo. Maybe who's as sing by themselves. Yeah. Unfortunately, which is what yeah. happens when you brand yourself as Jesus and Miro.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um,
1: Diesis and Miro. The glow up of Deez and Miro is one of the most iconic of all time. I mean, (laughs) what they escaped to end up having their own Showtime show. Incredible. They still do their podcast. Hey,
8: Lindsay and Bobby. Uh, Medium time. Second time. So I have a two parter for you. First is Colin Farrell. a Who -er are them? I forgot if I've if that's been asked before. Um, I feel like he's in a lot of prestigious movies but he's never like the main character um and then second there seems to be a lot of famous Collins in Hollywood who is the most famous Colin and who is the least famous Colin um I can think of like Colin Hanks um even with sports Colin Kaepernick uh, Colin Mochrie uh let me know thanks Livin' La Vida laptop, ScarJo Joe yummy pop, bye.
0: Good question. We've never talked about the famous Colin. We're so focused on famous Chris's that we're not focused on the famous Colin's. But the, to be fair, Chris's, it's because they all look alike. Uh, there's a lot of range in the Colin landscape.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Most famous Colin is probably Colin Kaepernick. Um, <laughs> but that's not Hollywood. So although I guess they're making that show off of his life. So maybe he is in a way. Most yeah. famous Colin who's an actor. We've got Colin Farrell. Park. We've got Firth. We've got Hanks. We've got joe We've got, uh who else? Are there Quinn? other Colins I'm missing? Colin, Colin Qu- Quinn. Oh, Colin Quinn. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Are you looking at famous birthdays? I know you are.
0: No, I'm looking, I'm typing in Colin and then, then I'm typing in one letter oh, to see what. Fine. Colin O, Colin P, Colin L, Colin this, Colin K, Colin J, Colin H, Colin Jose, Colin G, Colin. So it looks like our most famous Collins who are actors are either Firth or Farrell. Who do we think is number one? Firth? Firth? Yeah. Simply because of the the time. He's been around longer. Although
1: Farrell is more scandalous. Farrell had the most scandal in his life. He's the Mm -hmm. most tabloid Colin colin firth is like a leading man he's like a a-list leading man i totally agree with that i just think colin farrell bad boy had a lot of tabloid scale had a sex tape like he he's up there you know
0: he's bad he's bad boy he's my favorite. colin farrell is my favorite colin i know I will say that yeah he's my you, i love but colin You're right farrell.
1: like colin firth continues to work and colin farrell it's like what are you up to dude i think he's, he's in a lot that. of like bad boy VOD stuff Like best movie of two years ago. His accent in Widows. Yeah, but no one saw Widows, just me and you.
0: Idiots. Idiots didn't see Widows.
1: (laughs) He's in the Batman. The more I think He's playing Penguin in the Batman. Okay, I take it back. He's playing Penguin in the Batman. That's huge. That's huge. Right? (sighs) It's huge.
0: Yeah. So but so Colin Firth, one, two, three, them. Them, yeah. For sure. Oh yeah, totally. Colin Farrell, one, two, three, them. Them. For sure. Meanwhile, this caller's like, you know, Colin Firth, Colin Farrell, Colin Mockery. What are you talking about? Where is your brain, caller? Colin Mockery, one, two, three, who?
1: Who? Wait, who is that?
0: Who's He's Colin the Mockery? one from the original, uh, what's the Drew, Drew, everything's made up and the points don't matter. Whose line is it anyway? Whose line is it anyway, guy? Oh, It was the older what? one. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Colin um, Quinn
1: is higher up than he is at Jost, least. Jost,
0: one, two, three, who? Who? Quinn, one,
1: two, three, mm. who? Mm.
0: Sure. Yeah. SNL, he didn't he didn't last SNL's beyond SNL. SNL's tough
1: because I feel like people know people on SNL but also don't know them. <laughs> so like yeah. Colin Jost is like, if you watch SNL, you know who Colin Jost is because he literally is one of the few people who uses his own name because he hosts Weekend Update but also I'm kind of like,
6: hmm.
0: Um, okay. other Collins, Kepernick, them, right? Them, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Number one Colin, probably right now. Uh, other yeah. Collins, Hanks, Hanks. Last Colin will do. One, two, three, who? who. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, he's son of Tom, but also, uh, but also, and an actor and a handkerchief entrepreneur, but I'm not <laughs> sure that he is quite a them, them status. Exactly. yeah.
0: And I think he's fine with that. I think he's yeah, fine I, th- with that. I think he would be fine with it too. Barbecue
4: sauces, who them? Stubbs, Casey masterpiece, sweet baby
0: Ray's, bullseye. That's where the call ends, by the way. So I thought this would be a great (laughs) way to end the call.
1: Wait, the woo 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 is related to (laughs) when you
0: were you were doing the
1: last episode where you where you shake off the what were you what were you doing?
0: Whoa 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 whoa! Where you're spinning? Oh, it's where you spin
1: the Duncan. (laughs) what's funny is you did you did the same impression of the duncan being swirled and the gas station dancer the same whoa, noise whoa, whoa. by the way oh
0: well yeah that's a good noise it's a okay, very evocative noise
1: okay apparently for you it
12: is
0: yeah okay. growing up in my house there was a, a, I, I remember this and I have a personal anecdote to share growing up we always had craft barbecue sauce in the Jeez, fridge until that is, until that is, no yeah until I was maybe uh-huh. 10 or 11 and we were at my aunt's house and uh uh-huh. and she had us over for something, god knows. And it included barbecue and there was barbecue sauce. And I remember my mom being like, This barbecue sauce is amazing. And my aunt was like, it's sweet baby rays. It's the best. It's the only kind I buy. And and so um but sweet baby rays I would think I would call a them for sure, right? Uh-huh. To me, I would yes. call stubs of them as well. Stubs
1: is of them for sure. It's like, the, it's slightly say, more expensive. It's
0: fancier. It's in a glass. I would say
1: Craft is of them. <laughs> the craft mm-hmm. barbecue sauce that everyone has is of them. Well, a lot of barbecue sauce is regional. That's why this yeah. question is ridiculous. I mean, I love you for calling, <laughs> but this is a ridiculous question. Barbecue sauce is so fully regional. And like, a lot of the times people have the barbecue sauce that is in there where they live. Like, the, the yeah. you know, I mean, a lot of people around here have dinosaur barbecue sauce because dinosaur BBQ is based out of New York. But like, they also sell that elsewhere as well. So maybe, but I just, that's like the knowledge of dinosaur here is people are aware.
0: My favorite barbecue sauce is actually Rudy's barbecue sauce, which is from Rudy's um, barbecue in Texas. Uh huh. Um, the first of which was in San Antonio, by the way, Rudy's.
1: Okay. Nice, a little sauce. And so they there. spell
0: it S A U S E, Rudy's barbecue like, sauce.
1: Salt Lick is like a barbecue sauce that a lot of people have, but that's like specific yeah. to that Texas spot. I would say really, Sweet it, Baby Ray's is like the barbecue sauce if you don't have Heinz or whatever.
0: Sweet Baby Ray's is the shit. It is the best. If yeah. you're going if you're go if you like are going to the grocery store and you're like, I gotta get a good barbecue sauce that's pretty ubiquitous that I am not gonna have trouble finding, it's Sweet Baby Ray's.
1: Yeah, it's great for a yeah, marinade. Then. It's great for a lot of for every every barbecue sauce purpose, or you could just make your own barbecue sauce, which I'm yeah. not out here doing. But you could. I'm not.
0: I'm not out here. I'm not out here making my own. I sweet baby rays. If I want the sweet stuff, I want sweet baby rays. But I think I tend to prefer like a more vinegary, spicy uh-huh. hot. I uh-huh. barbecue sauce. What uh-huh. about you? Uh-huh. What about you?
1: I, I tend to I tend to go more for the sweet if I'm going mm-hmm. for barbecue sauce because mm-hmm. it's kind of like I came from a it's like a it first started as a ketchup. It was like a step up from ketchup, which I think is yeah, what a yeah. lot of people feel about barbecue sauce. It's like, oh, it's like ketchup, but better. And so it's still kind of like I want it to be a little sweeter.
0: Yeah. Oh, and I have to say, we growing up, we always had the honey barbecue sauce. It was the Sweet Baby Ray's honey barbecue sauce, not the, uh-huh. not the regular one. And there is a big difference there.
1: There is. I have the regular in my fridge right now. It's quite good, though. If you just, yeah. if there's only the regular available for your July 4th, you know. for your july 4th gathering july 4th celebration which you should not be doing honestly
0: um this conversation really needs to end thank you for listening to who's there our weekly call-in show call in at 619 who them if you have any questions comments or concerns about this episode have a good 4th of july if you are celebrating celebrate it safely wear a mask if you're around people you know you know that whole spiel um but try to enjoy yourselves um in any way you possibly can and um, thank you for listening. Support us on patreon.com weekly for bi-weekly, twice weekly, excuse me, twice weekly bonus episodes. Um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram if you'd like some more content. And rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We love your ratings and your reviews. But, uh, yeah, so thanks for listening. We'll see you on um, Tuesday. You Have a great weekend. Much. Bye, everyone. Yeah. Bye.
3: Bye.
7: so hi long time long time um oh god this call is already to a disastrous start uh
5: but oh god someone's in my door bye
8: hi here weekly so for reasons that are not that interesting i was looking up uh jordan mcgraw on spotify because i was trying to look for um the hit single with sarah highland we met at a party and it's not available on Spotify anymore. Like, the lyrics are still on Genius, and you can find it on YouTube. But if you, like, Google the song and it shows up, it just says, song unavailable. Do we have any idea why We Met at a Party Feet Sarah Highland by Jordan McGraw is not available on Spotify anymore? Uh, crunch, crunch. Good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. Hi, Julie.
10: Just have to call because I'm walking down the street and uh I passed my man, and he was listening to a um remix of Mr. Snackle Beat. Um, either that or it was Klezman music. Uh, okay, gotta go. Hi Who Weekly, long time, long time. Um I think first of all, I think that the person who called about the Kohler ad in the boop podcast must be employed by Kohler. There's no other explanation. Um but also I have and I have a a fun fact about Kohler it's not that fun I don't know why I'm even calling um anyway I, I was in I was like driving around in eastern Wisconsin a while ago and I went to this grocery store in town and in the middle of this grocery store there was like a giant display of like faucets and like water filters and it was it seemed to be like a permanent feature and it was just a bizarre element And um, I realized later that I was in the town of Kohler, Wisconsin, which is where the Kohler Faucets is based. And they not only have like I don't even know if they still have a factory in that town, but they also just like own the entire town. So Kohler also owns that grocery store, and they have like a golf club and a resort, and like they just seem to literally own every business in the town. So I would say Kohler, them, of faucets, but a who in. The world of like grocery stores and a who of golf clubs, um, golf resorts and a who of hotels. Um, anyway. Good form, Bella Thorne.